Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! can't feel my face chip chip a have you done that one before but i love it i think you've done but it but i love it I you know you've done it right when i pulled it up to look at what i like because i did it a couple days ago i come up with whatever song uh-huh. i'm gonna chip chip a and i was like how could i have not done this song already because oh, yeah. i'm so obsessed with the weekend we had a whole conversation about how you love him yeah but i think that was a different song or a different reason he came up um, you know who would be able to tell us? I think I've definitely done it, and now I'm very disappointed in myself. But, go ahead. You're holding your finger up. You know who would be able to tell us if you've already done it? Who? Our listener, Sierra. Sierra, please let us know if I've done this song before. Yep, they are detail-oriented, and I love it so much. Okay, and... Send us a DM, Sierra. I just want to say that I'm an old man, and I am going to probably redo some songs in the chip chip and it's okay moving forward because i also only know like seven songs so that's a problem too well you're on a roll a few weeks ago uh i'll have to do another weekend song now chip chip everyone welcome to bob's credits we're a podcast we're bob's burgers fans they they just listened to our intro you're right. Hi, You're I'm right. Skylar. Why am I doing this? Yeah, it really does sum it up. Do we have any business to discuss? Anything you want to say to everyone before we get into burger puns? You know, so. I don't think we have any business, but I will say if you have taken the time to DM us about how much um, you are loving the podcast, it means the world to us. And I was wondering if I could ask you a little favor. Maybe you could literally copy and paste your DM and send it over to um, Apple Podcast and post a review there. It would mean the world to us. Yeah, just scroll down on your Apple Podcast, find the place where you review, hit five stars, and just paste what you... Yep. Pretty much said to us. That would be but awesome. We we love it regardless. Skyla and I send screenshots all the time to each other. We text each other the yeah, screenshots. In case we, you know, because we're both running that account, sometimes we miss some of the messages. Exactly. But yeah, that's that's lovely. We appreciate it. And we appreciate any reviews you leave us as well. Yeah. Should we get into some burger puns here, Skylar? Absolutely. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your first pun is. Buried with children, not buried. They're not. It's not dark. It Ooh, comes like with, a blackberry. It jam. comes with blackberries. That sounds so good. 
Um, Max. Yes. Your next pun is, the pen is mightier than the gourd. Bob. Max. Oh, oh, I was certain. Your next pun is, speak of the deviled egg burger. Max. Yes. Because I feel like you like deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs. Yeah, I did know that about you. Like, to a point where, like, if there's, like, a plate of them, I will eat more than I probably should, or that, like, to where I'll make myself sick. Your final pun is, baby got bok choy burger. Baby got bok. Max. Bob. Oh, I was going to say that, but then I thought you were tricking me because you were going to do all Max ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it was, it was I, three I, Maxes like, going I into it. I knew that has been on the show before, but mm-hmm. I just thought you were trying to I trick me. I messed with your head the time I did the all Maxes. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a trick move, and now it's going to mess with you moving forward. Uh, should we get into the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season six? Episode two, please. The title is The Landship. Let's set the stage. The landship parade is days away. The mysterious ghost boy is spray painting ghosts around Wagstaff, and Tina is labeled bland as an unsalted pretzel. When our unspicy sweet tea discovers who ghost boy is, Jordan, she decides to join him in his illegal activities. So a little romance going on there, too. Meanwhile, five porta potties are placed in front of Bob's Burgers for the parade. So Bob and Linda, under the cover of night and with a smoky eye, attempt to move them. This episode came out on October 11th, 2015. It was written by Holly Schlesinger and H. John Benjamin, directed by Jennifer Coyle. Wait, is this H. John Benjamin's first episode he's written? Well, you have stepped on my first fun fact for you. Yeah, this is his first writing credit on the show. He's going to go on to write two more episodes, I think. I'm not sure if he wrote one in season 12, but he co-writes two more with Holly Schlesinger. He does Secret Admirer. We've had a trouble uh-huh. saying that one before uh-huh. in, in later this season, uh-huh. episode 18, which we'll get to soon enough. And then in season eight, episode 13, he wrote co-wrote Cheer Up Sleepy Jean. Interesting that he only writes with Holly. I wonder if they just like click or why that is. Sure. That's lovely. Yeah. Maybe that's, yeah, it's just you like to write with some people. You don't like to write with other people. Are they married? I I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, Did you call her sweet tea? Yeah, I called her unspicy Sweet tea. Oh, I didn't even get the pun that you I was didn't? making. Sweet tea. Oh, I thought you did that on purpose. Oh, I wish. Just say I did it on purpose. Okay. Let's say, okay. Did you call her sweet tea? Like the pun? Yep. Because Bob's Burgers loves puns. So I made Tina into a pun. You are brilliant. What a mind. It also made me think of sweet tea from Always Sunny. Oh, 100%. Uh, um, very different, different women. <laughs> very different women. Yeah. Speaking of women i love tina tina uh, the the heart the um the conscience on on that girl yes and i'm specifically talking about this episode tell me i don't know i just relate to her a little bit like tina i mean she has this amazing imagination and she's just a really cool person 
But to have like your whole high middle school calling you like bland and vanilla when she has such like she wants to live such a big, romantic, fantastic life. It's just so heartbreaking. I feel like I went through something <laughs> like that when I was in high school. And then she tries to be this bad girl, but her conscience is just so loud. <sighs> I just I just have such a soft spot for her. It's such a great character episode for her, yes. for all the reasons you just mentioned. Yes, and I I really like a Tina-centric episode. Mm-hmm. And if she just had a little bit of Louise in her, just a little bit, everything that makes us love Louise, it's like, it's like what I love about them is that they're flip-flopped in that Tina's heart controls everything like mm-hmm. she does pretty much, and occasionally she'll make a bad decision, whereas Louise will let her mischievousness kind of like lead the way and then her heart will kind of get in the way later. Yes. It's they're it's they're just they're not oil and water. They're like what mixes together a little bit better but not great. They're kind of like peanut butter and jelly, I guess you could say. They complement each other. Sweet, they're sour. They're not so they're not as great plain. Yeah. I mean they're they're fine plain. They're great, you know, they're Actually they are great yeah. alone, but they do just complement each other wonderfully. So how do you feel about this episode as a whole? You know, it's funny because I really like the Tina stuff. I'm not a fan of like the land ship stuff, which is weird because that's kind of a part of the whole episode. And we'll really get into that sentiment in the credits because I have some big things to say about that. Okay, we will. I love the B story. I'm so entertained by Bob's Burgers getting porter potties put right in front of it. And Bob trying to get <laughs> rid of the porta potties. It's so real. That's such something that would happen to like us in real life, even though we don't, you know, it's just so relatable. It's like, really, you can just scoot them over five, like some of just like the way the world works does not use common sense. But I love Teddy in this episode oh my God. as can he I, helps them scheme. Yeah. Can I, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. You didn't. It has one of my favorite like bob teddy conversations i think i have to play the clip just because Please. it's so funny do you know what i'm talking about already i do but i'm not sure okay <laughs> oh oh i have a favorite one but i think yours is going to be different what's your favorite i love when teddy it's in the nighttime and they're trying to push the porta potties uh-huh. and bob and linda are like screaming at him different directions and he gets so flustered and then he just like drives off once he thinks that the porta potties are going to fall over it's hilarious i I love that scene too because they like all they did in that whole thing was slosh slosh the slosh slosh there you go slosh (laughs) slosh (laughs) i've been drinking a little uh vino over here um i have not I don't know why that made me laugh so much. All they did is slosh the porta potties around so that things got everywhere. Disgusting. Like like it was Steve-O and Jackass. I knew you were going to make a Jackass reference. (laughs) Steve was known for those porta potty stunts. No, that that is not my moment. Let me get the moment that I love. No, no, don't transfer me. Please don't transfer me. You on hold, Bob? (sighs) 
Yes, Teddy. What are they playing? It's Tom Petty. Tom Petty! Back down? Don't back down? No, it's not. Don't back Take down. Take you to the gates of hell? American right? Girl. American Girl. Do you have a speakerphone? No, Teddy. you have another extension down here? The song ended. It's the B-52s now. Rock Lobster? Love Shack. They're playing all the hits! <laughs> so funny. It's like, Teddy is me in this episode i feel like in that in that scene i'd just be like i want to hear what's what, what what the whole music is really yeah i don't no I, you think i'm more bob yeah you, you know what? maybe teddy's you i'm on hold yes and you're asking me what tom petty song because you love tom petty i am a huge tom petty fan if i'm ever on hold i feel like you just walk away oh yeah yeah you're just i don't like, want a part of it but i don't want a part of this adulting yeah but I don't think I've ever been on a hold where it's like playing the hits good like music. that. That's great. Like a little I know. Tom Petty and then uh, B-52s right after. So good. Oh. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I haven't done Tom Petty or B-52s Chip Chip Aru, so I'm going to work on those. A hundred percent. Thank you. Since you got to play your favorite clip, can I play my favorite clip? Uh, yeah. Let's do this. This is, this is a clip show, folks. Woohoo! I f- I, Bob's Burgers is so good. So Who good. doesn't enjoy listening to some clips? See you soon, baboon. Wait, spice it up. See you soon, bitch. Too spicy, too spicy. Oh, God, I sent it. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. so good. See you soon, bitch. I think this is a great overall episode, and I know you don't like the ship landing, but sometimes they take, like, lobster fest, like, that is the episode, whereas I feel like the landing ship thing or whatever it's called, is very in the background. And there's two, like, separate storylines. And not only do I love both storylines, I think this is one of those episodes where my laughter was, like, interrupting me from hearing, like, the next funny thing. It's just, like, line after line, like, physical comedy when Tina's, like, tired from staying out all night and Bob's like holding up her head, Tina returning her library books three days early. I I just like really love this episode. Yeah, it's really, it's a really good episode. And I, I just want to um, clarify that the landship stuff doesn't bother me that much. It's just like, I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know, like like the opening yeah. scene where like the with uh, Miss Patience head bottom mm-hmm. is like doing like the, I'm just kind of like, eh. See, I don't like it that much either, but still hysterical stuff is happening Mm -hmm. it's when like they talk about the mall and jocelyn has a great line and they're being mean to tina like it's still great and then um we got to talk about tina's boyfriend we do before we jump into that because we're gonna get in some voices here Mm -hmm. i just want to ask do you know who does the voice for miss patience longbottom no also known as jim skillman but we never we never see jim skillman not as miss patience longbottom a head bottom. Whoa. Sorry. I, okay. I got Neville Longbottom in my These head. are a lot of words that you're <laughs> saying right now. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to create like two people for this one person we've never seen before. Well, essentially. It, it, yes, it's it's a uh, teacher. Reenactor. Oh, it's called? a reenactor. Yeah, so it's okay. a guy playing this character. Yeah. But we don't see the guy not as the character. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Do you know who voices? No. It is our the show namesake and co-writer of this episode h john benjamin really you will hear him in the end credits Spoiler i can't alert. wait but yes let's move on to the love interest of this episode spicy a voice that you recognize almost immediately when we we're watching it jordan the uh the ghost boy 
Bad Kisser. Yeah. Who voices Jordan? Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder of Nathan, Nathan for, for you, you fame. If you don't watch Nathan for You, it's one of the funniest shows of all time. He attempts to help small businesses in... Why are you shaking your head? It's so funny. Oh, <laughs> in humorous ways. It's He's like monotone. The reason I was like... I Because I, normally I'm bad at naming voice actors on Bob's. And I was like, Jordan sounds like Tina. And I was like, wait a second... Nathan Fielder sounds like Tina because we he's played like another love interest of hers. Correct. He played Nathan in Beef Squatch. And if the you, guy she meets at the uh like the showing. The recording stu- or the like yeah, like the TV studio and that's season 2 episode 9 if you want to go back and, and he hear the like voice. dresses up as Tina to get backstage cuz he like loves uh what's her face's hair. They sound so similar, Jordan and Tina, and it makes it that much funnier this relationship to me first of all that is that was what my first kiss was like the big that you got like your nose yes. covered oh okay it was so horrible i'm sorry it's funny because tina doesn't seem that into him really well i like seeing yeah i like seeing that side of tina where she can be discerning and she's like this isn't a match for me Mm -hmm. you know she gets it by the end yeah but it's the kissing that truly does it it's so bad it's so it's so disgusting it's so gross (laughs) he he eats half her face it's so gross that's how i eat deviled eggs by the way that's so gross. Um, she's so kind to him at the end. She's like, I'm sure you're going to meet someone who, uh, you know, doesn't mind bad kissers. She's just like so <laughs> sweet and honest at the end. And just like break my heart, Tina. He does meet someone pretty quickly, though. I, that was so funny. Voiced by Jenny Slate, by the way. That girl? That girl at the very end. Right next to She's like right next to Tammy. She comes up. Tam- yep. Tammy's already there. Jenny Slate's already doing the voice. And... Yeah, Jenny Slate does the voice of that girl at the end. I feel like we, before we get into fun facts, we have to talk about the Jimmy Jr. moment at the end of this episode. Because I remember on my first watch through, before I kind of looked at Jimmy as a little bit of a holer character, we have a whole fan theory episode on our Patreon about how Jimmy is most likely in love with Zeke, and it really kind of explains his behavior toward Tina. Everyone has different opinions on Jimmy Jr. We have people who are like, duh. We have people that are like, no. We have people who are like, he's asexual. So there's a bunch of different theories, but it was really fun to look at him as like this really three-dimensional character over on Patreon. But I remember the first time we watched this, I was so mad at jimmy jr i was like oh this is the first time he's really shown interest in her and it's because no that's not true not the first time but it's but the s- most obvious moment when it's like wait someone else is getting your attention it's similar to the last time we saw this happen when with uh josh and the dance-off yes. situation like whenever tina is is uh her attention is taken off jimmy jr for a little while he goes wait a second yeah Not cool, Jimmy Jr. Which is interesting. If we do go with the theory that he has feelings for Zeke, one of the things we talk about in the episode is that his father is probably not receptive to any other 
sexual preferences other than like heterosexual, (laughs) you know what I'm trying to say. You know, he's not someone you would ever want to come out to. So I wonder if, if we're going with this theory, I wonder if Tina is a safety to him. And so when that's kind of threatened by her going off with someone else, I wonder if it, it doesn't feel, he doesn't feel as safe anymore with her not being an option. It could be. I don't know. It could be. I just like going way too deep with these characters. No, but. I mean, we, were, we we talked in that episode on Patreon that Jimmy Pesto's probably not the greatest father for opening up or, or emotions or anything. Yes. So I'm, I'm with you there. Fun facts? Let's you ready do fun for some facts. fun facts? Uh, anything else we want to say about the episode specifically? Let me let me look at my notes. Nice to see Bob and Linda getting a win at the end of this against Jimmy Pesto, by the way. And we'll play that clip right before the end credits. Always lovely. And I know I sound like a broken record, but Louise is always up for some mischief, as we've already talked about. But them being like, no, we're going to sneak out and help you fix this horrible thing that you've done was so sweet to me. And and the writers just do it so well. Well, this is where what we're talking about, where I think Louise comes in perfectly, because this is breaking the rules. Yes. Climbing out of bed in the middle of the night to go do something, but using, but her heart's leading the way here. Like she wants, she's helping Tina, but part of what, uh, the reason she's helping Tina is because she gets to break the rules at the same time. Yes. <laughs> you know? Oh, totally. And I think she would probably think that's first and foremost what she's doing, but- Louise loves Tina. I think the love between these siblings is something that makes the show so, so special. I agree. I think we need a more... We we talk about, like, you can pair any two different characters, three different characters together and get a completely new dynamic. I would love to see, like, a Tina and Louise-specific episode. I guess we did see that. What was that? fairy princess the first episode. episode of season 12 so that was like a louise and tina thing but i would love to see those two paired up in another episode somehow Who? what pairing would you want to see that we've never seen before maybe like i think uh gene and teddy together would be funny see we oh my god yes i don't want to see bob and teddy together anymore yeah it seems kind of repetitive at this point well, where, they need a new angle on it. Yes, where Bob th- thinks he's better than Teddy and... And then learns something about Teddy. Yeah. I would do a Marshmallow in Bob episode. We need more Marshmallow in general, if you ask me. Every Everyone craves that. You know what? I would love to see Louise and Fish Odor. Oh, Mr. my... Mr. Fish Odor create some kind of scheme together. Yes. They they did that a little bit in like the beach thing but i really want to see them like her come to him with like a business offer mm-hmm. or something man i just love this show so it's such we should start a podcast about it we should some fun facts for you here the original title of this episode was spray anything oh i like that actually spray anything we saw on the in the opening credits of the pest control truck in the equestronauts wait i like that title so much better Maybe it was just because they used it on a pest control truck or something, or maybe, I don't know. But it doesn't seem like they Sad. Can, yeah, I wonder why they switched it. Oh my gosh, wait, the script cover could have been so cute. It could be Jordan holding up a ghost above his head, 
under Tina's window. I'll try and track down the script cover. I'm not sure what it is. That would be Let me cute. See real quick. Okay. I actually pulled up the script cover and I guess these name changes happen after the scripts are like written and because they always seem to have the the original title. Oh. Because this does have spray anything. <gasps> really? And it's Tina holding two spray cans over her head like uh what's the his name? Box. John Cusack with the boom box. Oh, is she spraying them up? Yeah, she's spraying them up. I'll put this is so cute. This is in our on on Instagram. Bob's yes. credits on Instagram. If you want to go see adorable. it, adorable. And I like the I like the title better because not only is it a pun, not only does the pun play into the spray can, but it plays into the rom com aspect of this. I I have no idea what the change was for or why. Maybe a rights thing. I don't know. No, I don't know. Okay. Doesn't make sense to me. Keep them coming. Um, I only got a couple more here. So we were talking about Nathan Fielder doing the voice of Jordan. He's from the show Nathan For You. Dan Mintz, who voices Tina, uh, is a writer on Nathan For You or was a writer on Nathan For You. Are you kidding me? So not only are they similar, but they're kind of buddies, I think. My mind is blown. Can you imagine just hearing those two talk back and forth in a room? Yeah. This like monotone. You do not know who's who. And just speaking of voices, we get Mr. Ambrose is back. Billy Eichner is back. Mr. Ambrose is hilarious in his scene where he's piling up the book so he doesn't have to see Tina anymore. It's one of it's my favorite so, shots of the episode. You laughed out loud. Yeah. I clocked it. Yeah. It's um, always interesting to see what can make us laugh out loud, even though we're on the like million three watch of something. Exactly. I just love how mean he is. I love it. it it's probably what up. every teacher is saying in their head. Head, but like could never yeah, say it out that's loud. That's what I like. They just like he's just says it. I love it. That's all I've got. Should we get into the end credits? Yes. Let's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's do it. Okay. So as I said, the last moment is Bob's is thriving because the porta potty line is right by Bob's and they've learned that to-go burgers are popular when you're waiting to go. I was so happy to see a win for Bob. Did I kind of think it was gross eating next to porta potties? Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to get too. Yeah, the, I mean, there are two kids. They're right next to the porta potties. They've got maybe two bites out of their burgers. What are you going to do? What are they going to do with? Yeah, I, there's no way you're going to finish that thing before you get in there. And I don't want to get too graphic. Specific. But if I'm in line for the porta potty, there's a good chance that I'm. You know, there's some stomach situations going on. I don't think I need a burger right then and there. That's not the place I want one. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, if you wipe, when okay, you te- Okay, Wait, wait, wait. Okay, it, now we are. All right, go ahead. Go like, ahead. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm just, coming for the ride. I'm just saying, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming aboard. Technically, if you didn't have a problem with this and you just, you know whip out your little wobbly bit and pee and don't need to wipe that's a that could potentially be a one-handed situation but me trying to think about squatting over a porta potty trying to get my hand to some toilet paper and wipe all while holding a burger is just not gonna work no thank Uh, you it's it's a disaster i'm glad they're they're thriving but like yeah i I think porta potties i've only really gone to it like music festivals and i sometimes have a drink in my hand and i'm able to pull that off somehow but i'm so glad not a burger Ooh. and yeah i would feel like i'd come out of there even if i did pull it off i come out of here just just thinking like there's so much stuff on it and bacteria and I, okay all okay. right we've gone too far bob bob is having a great time I'm, that's all he's so happy. and then we're gonna get into these end credits Jimmy, these porta potties are the best thing that's ever happened to us. You know what these porta potties smell like? Success. That's oh where it comes from. What really got you? I was fine with the burger line until he sniffed the porta porta potties, and it made him gag. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I that is not the environment I want to savor one of his gorgeous burgers in. Maybe people are just like drunk from the festival and they're in line now and that is true that you might be convinced to buy a burger regardless of what's going on i don't even want to know where the worst place i've eaten something is when <laughs> i've been drunk yeah okay so what happens as soon as bob says it smells like success we go to the classic kitchen scene and tina and louise are prepping so yeah we've got bob louise and tina prepping burgers and we hear this uh shanty song like a sea yes. shanty yes and it's in the window. What do we see? The service so window. So I don't remember all the names you like threw at me earlier in this episode, but... The only one that matters is Miss Patience Headbottom. Miss Patience Headbottom is there. And then she has like semen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess like uh, soldiers. A, yes. Soldiers. Yeah. No, you're right. They are semen, I think. Why is she Miss... Is it M-I-S-S? Because yeah, she's yeah. supposed to be like seven or something. Yeah, yeah, it's M-I-S-S. They're kind of like, you know, arms around each other and like in a line facing the window, kind of like you would do, I'm going to say, if you've had one too many in an Irish bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or at, uh, you know, like a, in a wedding, you'd get in these circles where you got your arms around people and dance around. Or is that just a Jewish thing that I'm thinking of? The horror? 
That's the horror. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a British pub, but you went with the no, horror. No, I, I went to what I can relate to. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens in there. Yeah, the, uh, Miss Patience Head Bottom is dancing with uh, some of the other reenactors. Hi ho, singing a song. Human night in the early spring. Hi ho, singing a song. Okay, so they're dancing back and forth, Miss Patience and her little friends. There's the flutist walking around playing now, that little flute. I just got really excited, but I don't think it's true. I would have really liked the flutist to be Mr. Fron because he was so excited about the production they put on at the school. Is it him or I, no? I don't think it's him. I don't think Womp. he's I don't think he's a member of the reenactment team as much as he would like to be. Right. And there's also two people kind of like sitting in the booth behind them. Uh reenactors. Know, dancing, yeah, but mm-hmm. also I think they're eating there. I just let it play through because really that's all that happens is they, mm-hmm. they kind of like dance back and forth a few times. The two people sitting in the booth are singing along and dancing, and we see the flutist. And so, what's the music switch up? I don't, I don't understand it. The music is kind of it's it's like uh, Miss Patience Headbottom starts singing it at the mm-hmm. during like the presentation at the beginning, mm-hmm. and right when she, uh, she he they start singing it is when like like Tammy and Jocelyn mm-hmm. start talking about Tina being mm-hmm. plain, mm-hmm. so you don't hear much of it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of playing in the background. Apparently, it's a sea shanty that's commemorating the sloop that duped the British. So okay. the ship that, you mm-hmm. know, fooled the British, they rocked back and forth. But wasn't there like a style change mid-song right here? Oh, yeah, it just kind of like picks up a bit. Yeah. yeah. The, the original, like the first half is kind of more like just like a, just the flutes playing. Yeah. And, they're, like, and then it has like a full band coming in. Can I say something? Yes. I hate these end credits. Okay. Well, that's what we're here to discuss, right? I guess so. Do you want to hear some of the lyrics of yes. this sea shanty? Okay. I'll sing you a song. A song I'll sing. Hi, hoi, singing a song. Hi, hoi, singing a song. A humid night in the early spring. Hi, hoi, singing a song. The British were coming. Muckenders were they. Hi, hoi. Hi, hoi. Rocket boys. With only one ship, our ribs they did pray. Hi, hoy, singing the song. We bellowed and blundered and twiddled our wobbles. Hi, hoy, singing, and it gets cut off there. Oh, you're hitting your your head against the mic. Do you need me to hold your head up like Bob yes. holds Tina's head up in this episode? Yeah. Wow, okay. So this is where we discuss the highlights and the lowlights. Well, I want to hear your overall thoughts. Yeah. yeah. This is now my second gut reaction that I'm just like, no, thank you. Yeah, because... We'd love this episode so much. And like the thing I, I pointed out at the beginning that I don't care that I care the least about is like this land ship stuff. Yeah. So as fun as like the kind of like the song is and the music mm-hmm. is, it's a bummer that that's what's going on in the restaurant. The family is just doing normal stuff. They're just not even reacting to any of it. So yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite. I mean, I think it's cute. Like, cause we can talk about it as like a continuation, like, they're done for the day. They did their parade and they're probably at Bob's being boisterous. And and that is cute. I just, we watched it last night and we were sitting on our couch and our TV's like all the way on the other wall as, you know, TVs 
normally are, I guess. But it was from really far away, which is normal. And it all it all blends together. There's too many people back there. And then the the song is cute, but it annoys like it's not a bop. Yeah. It doesn't like make me want to dance. It kind of annoys me. So I, I don't know. It's just my opinion. Which of is course. just that. An That's opinion. what this podcast is, is our opinion. Yeah. We still appreciate the animation and music that goes into these end credits and yeah and that's a good point is this better than every other end credit series to every other show show yes yes are we more entertained are we willing to sit through the end yes of course of course that's why bob's has the best end credits ever can i pitch an idea oh yeah i don't know if this would be funny or not but i kind of just want to see linda sitting at her vanity attempting a smoky eye. I'll take it for sure. What I want you to pitch something. Maybe some kind of like outside the restaurant setting with the porta potties. Maybe even like the whole thing can be no music mm-hmm. and just like Teddy Bob and Linda trying to move the porta potties and failing and it just like car noises and like well, well, well you know like Teddy <laughs> like, go forward go back you know I would just I be, would love that yeah. I would also like. Teddy somehow getting locked in the porta potty and just us hearing like the sounds of it would be like really funny. That would be funny. Like just like at the very end he goes in and like they lock it up for the night for whatever yes. reason. It's all what, what what and maybe he can start singing like American Girl at the end to himself. Oh my god, that is funny. <laughs> or, or rock lobster. What if he's like Bobby, Bobby, what do I do with the burger in my hand? I love when we both try to do Teddy. It's fun. <laughs> um, all should right. we score them? Let's score them. We score on a scale of 1 to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. Skylar, you've been very vocal about how much you dislike these credits. What are you giving them? A 4. Wow. What are you giving them? I'm going to give them a 3.5. <gasps> I know. I are was... these our lowest scoring now? No, I think there's one that we gave it to. Really? I don't know. We should go back. Yeah. One of these days we'll go back and yeah. see what everything scores and maybe kind of create a graphic of some sort for people to have. Oh, but, that'd be fun. Um, until then, those are the end credits to The Landship. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. We've plugged our Instagram. We're on Twitter, too. Bob's Credits. We've got. We've asked you to review. We've uh, plugged I our Patreon. Update people on what episodes are on Patreon in case you want to, you know, check it out. We have play along trivia for both Louise and Wagstaff staff. Yeah, those are the two topics we've done so far. Wagstaff staff trivia is hard. Yeah. It was so fun. Everyone really enjoyed playing around. We have what else we're watching, some little hidden gem TV shows. We have fan theories like, is the mm-hmm. mayor a dog? As we mentioned, the Jimmy Pesto one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Evolutions of, where we really do like deep oh, dives into characters. We did Evolution of Speedo Guy, oh, which is so fun. one of my favorite Evolution of's we've, we've done, because yeah. there's a lot to Speedo Guy. That we missed. really dig into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. We'll see you there. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Stay sloshy. I like that. Sloshy. Sloshy. Stay sloshy. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.